0: Listener Production
1: Hello everyone, thanks for joining us and welcome to Hookline and Sinkers Boat Shed In this series we invite you to join us as we search for what it is that makes the perfect boat and what it is that probably doesn't This is episode 5, Not Just Boats I'm Luke McCredden and with me is Andrew Hart and Nick Diagon from the hit TV show Hook, Line and Sinker. So far, this series has taken us on the long journey of finding exactly what boat is right for you, purchasing the boat, getting her out on the water, then fitting it out with all the mod cons. But it is a long journey, an exhausting one at times, and maybe sometimes you just need to take the blinkers off and see what else is out there. Andrew, I'm talking about powerboat alternatives. Horsepower isn't always the answer, and you guys have had first-hand experience at how to enjoy the water without the need of a huge vessel.
0: Look, it's very true, look. You don't necessarily need to buy a traditional-style boat with an outboard engine or an inboard engine to get you out there in the environment, enjoying the, the life at sea, catching all the fish. And, uh, look, as you say, dogs, we have done many uh, adventures on water, not in boats.
2: Well, we have, Andrew. I mean... Let's be honest. Mostly we're in boats, but there have been the odd occasion where we have gone up some uh, different avenues. One particularly that springs to mind is a a rafting trip that we did on the South Esk River, uh, which is um, the longest river in Tasmania, uh, a place famous for its rivers. Now, rafting (laughs) is, these are inflatable boats. Yeah. So they're boats. uh,
0: You're right. Sorry, they're boats.
2: But they're typically human-powered boats. They're cheap or they can can be proper ones
0: aren't rigid so- inflatables with outboards and stuff. Yeah, great. But th- we're talking uh inflatable paddle power yeah. boats that we bought, and we thought we'll buy three of these or four maybe. Mm,
2: Sub hundred buck.
0: Yeah, like. Sixty-dollar things that you blow up, with which you a can buy. Pump.
2: Yep, absolutely. Yep. You can yeah. definitely buy those. So, so if this is an alternative, this gets you out onto the water yep. at a very mm. reasonable cost, and you are out there doing it. So, the task that we we chose was a, as I said, a rafting trip down a river. Um, I think we bought four. Rafts. So they were the uh, the Super Caravel XR66 model, as yep. I recall. <laughs> Lovely raft. Um, which is which is on the packet says a three man raft. And so we thought, well, three by four is what twelve. That's twelve people potential <laughs> that we had. Yeah. So we took maybe four people and quite a few eskies and things and bulky items. <laughs> um, it was a camping trip. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, we, yeah, we and it stuff. wasn't just
0: a day trip. It no, was no, no. A, it was a full on we were gonna camp An adventure. I think no maybe even two nights we were gonna take. An adventure, so yeah. So we loaded up each of the rafts. I had a mate come with us, which yep. was lucky because he he was just sort of the fly, river guide, supply barge, river guide. Yep. yep. Uh, our cameraman who yep. had all his camera gear yep. uh, in his blow up yep. boat, and then you and you and I, uh, and we sort of fishing gear flicked and fished as we went down the southeast
2: river. And as we set off, just glorious. And we we had, I think, um, a plan to cover maybe thirty kilometres of the river or something. You know, reasonably ambitious but not ridiculous. We set off, and I think after about the first eight metres, we had sprung a leak in the in the bottom of one of our inflatable boats with the mm-hmm. eskies and stuff in it, which was dragging its tummy a little bit. And this sort of theme devolved <laughs> as we went down the river. Until it reached basically a catastrophic, uh, catastrophic it end. It became
0: a, a survival, really uh, exercise, did. didn't it? I think when we knew we were in trouble, the cameraman uh, in his raft was floating sort of straight toward a stick that was yeah. pointing straight at it. Well, him. there
2: were log jams across the yes, river. Yes, there were. Um, and the river was flowing quite quickly. In and, places, um, yeah. and that's the thing about being a human powered boat. You have to power the boat and when the river's flowing, it's doing a lot of the powering and the cameraman who was sitting in the boat screaming wasn't doing anything (laughs) uh, about providing power and the log jam that he was heading to sort of looked like a collection of enormous deer heads stacked up (laughs) and his blow-up boat went into that and... Uh, Literally popped, Popped. not just like a
0: little slowly, like it popped and and then it sank. And then (laughs) he was uh, wading across the river, sort of floating his big expensive camera box and all the gear, swearing and unhappy. And it was a short time later, luckily, we came to a bridge.
2: Yes. Um, Uh, And by this stage, I think we had one and a half sort of serviceable rafts and whatever else. And we'd left a a lot of gear strewn down the riverbank and whatever else. Suffice it to say, we haven't really been rafting again, Drew. No. But you can. Well,
0: when we got to the bridge, my mate and I walked out to the main road, which yeah. took like an hour and a half. And yeah. We found a car picked us up yeah. and took us back to our cars. We thought there'd be, you know, a good 15, 20 Ks up the river because we, we had camped at night.
2: Yeah. We were literally like three k's away from our car. (laughs) Yes, yes. We hadn't covered a lot of territory. So it's doable, but you should recognise that if you are the power source, the the miles don't melt away like they do with an internal combustion engine. Human-powered craft, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and I think the point
1: we'll cover throughout this episode too is it's certainly something you've Considered, but it's also the fact from a financial point of view that mm. human powered is going to save you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars.
2: Now. Oh, God. You and, only need a that's... muesli bar, Luke. You don't need to go to the survey. <laughs> just uh, just a banana and a muesli bar. And away you go, you know, um, how much power, Drew, does a human, let's take yourself for example. You're pretty in pretty
0: powerful, good, bloke. good
2: physical condition. How yeah. many horsepower are you? When I'm doing what? When Paddling. For the, yep. For the course of, uh, let's say, a four-hour paddle, give yourself a horsepower sticker. Uh, 2.5. 2.5? Luke,
1: what about yourself? I've got no idea. Well, But I'm going to say, based on Andrew's 2.5, I'm at least 3.5. Okay,
2: you're a 3.5. I think you're going to be very, very disappointed, (laughs) all of you. Um, You're about one-sixth. Of a horsepower. That's what they've worked out. The people you know who do long and arduous crossings, you know, rowing and paddling and peddling and that sort of stuff. You're about one sixth of a horsepower. 125 wow. watts is about what a human being can put out for a long continuous period. Makes it 200 four-stroke oh, very, very good value. Very good. <laughs> very very good value. How many people is that? Six per yeah. That's a lot. A lot of yeah. people. Can you do the numbers?
1: Uh, twelve hundred. So, yeah,
2: maybe twelve hundred people kicking could, your boat could certainly be that. When we're talking human power, the numbers are relatively small.
1: Mm. I want to jump in and uh, talk about human powered in a in a very popular environment at the yep. moment, which is kayaks. Yes, uh, this is I one could... of
0: the fastest growing, unbelievable, a you know, popularity sector of mm. any water sport. Sit on top paddle power things. um, Mm. People are right into
1: it. Well, you only need to look at some a magazine rack. Whether it's a fishing magazine full of kayaks, whether it's a you know adventure magazine, a travel magazine. People are doing kayak trips all around the world, Mm. and um, it's a very, very popular sport. I've got a history lesson.
2: I'm interested to hear. Let's go. (laughs) If it's okay uh, with you, Nick, I'll get my slippers.
1: Right. The kayak was first created by the native people of Arctic North America, Nick, uh, modern day Canada and Alaska. <laughs> okay. uh, we're talking, often referred to as Eskimos. And, and oh, no, they you were, can't say that. And they Inuit were, people. They were made from wooden frames covered in sealskin. Yep. So, great vessel yep. so far. And the word kayak actually meant man's boat or hunter's boat. Really? Mm. Okay. And uh, each built by the man who used it, and with assistance from his wife, of course, who sewed the skins. This is believed to be 4,000 years old, this sport, and there are actually existing kayaks which are in a museum in Munich and the oldest of which dating back to 1577. It's not that old. It's... It's still it's still around, uh, but look. Aside from that, the modern day kayak generation is massive. It's growing. We just spoke about it. It's, it's everywhere, and they're not made from seal skin
0: no. anymore. Is that fair to say?
1: Absolutely fair to say. They're uh, obviously there's a resin spun polyethylene type mould, which is roto moulded, roto moulded, um, hard wearing. I guess is yes. the key there, and that's the point. Is they're making them now. They're on the commercial market, so they're pumping them out. Uh, they're made for. Anyone and everyone, from kids that'll use them once a year, to you, Andrew, who'll potentially never use one, to people who use them, you know, four or five times a week, they'll love it. And what they're doing now is designing the the, the molds and designing the models and the accessories to go on it for each specific criteria, whether it is fishing or whether it's a, you know, packing a hiking tent and, mm. and all the gear to go from. Point A to B and then do a hike and then come back and, oh, it's endless. Oh, sounds like such a good day. It does, doesn't
2: it? Yeah. I um, actually
1: visited a, a factory here, aquayak in Melbourne a few yes. years back and, and watched them uh, spin a – and create a yak. new mould, yeah, wow. which was exciting. I don't have no idea how they did it, but it was kind of cool to watch. But the point is, I suppose they're they're mass produced now. It is a big, big industry kayaks now, and it's a it's something all around the country that people are getting involved in. And uh, from a from a fishing point of view, it alone could we could go back to to the first part of this series and talk about what do you need in a kayak because there is something for everyone they start at probably two and a half meters long right up to five meters long in some cases and sit in or sit on top how to accessorize traditionally I think from a fishing point of view a sit on top kayak is where most people start and 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 where most people do it and the point of that is I suppose you're not sitting in something that could potentially pull water and Um, Sink. And sink and make an uncomfortable day, but the sit-on-top kayaks also give you a lot of freedom for casting and netting your fish and also if you just run up onto the bank and want to jump out quickly to use the bathroom, for example, Andrew. So the advantages like you touched on is that they're cheaper than a boat? Yep. What are the other advantages? Because I've not
0: seen them. I'm just not <laughs> no, seeing No,
2: then look, I've got a couple of kayaks. And I, yeah, and you don't I, use them much? No, I do. No, you I don't. use them to paddle out to my powerboat. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, <the, laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the thing is for you, Andrew, I, I think you're overlooking it. Right. Being someone who lives in Tasmania, mm. the beauty of a fishing kayak in my experience is you can get to places that you just simply cannot get to in a boat and you can experience things and 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 fish waters that you just cannot do any other way you can't do them in a powerboat it is impossible we're talking about skinny water we're talking about creeks and rivers mm, in the middle yep, of nowhere okay, that, yep. Not only couldn't you get a boat into them, you struggle to get cars in there at times. So it's all about accessibility for some of these amazing places. We're very lucky in Australia. We've got lots and lots of places to explore and if you've got a kayak, you can get access to some of the best fishing spots. Even if
0: you're in a a populated area, if you're in Sydney Harbour, Mm. instead of having to pay your boat Mm -hmm. launching and Mm -hmm. parking fees, you can Mm -hmm. just drop your kayak
1: in anywhere Mm. and
0: you're in the harbour. Either just paddling, seeing the sights, or
2: having a fish. About to or, be run over by a ferry. Yeah,
1: there is actually designated designs for offshore for sea kayaks. Yeah, some people do giant sea cross ocean crossings and everything. I else.
2: spend January each year on Flinders Island, which we, have, as we have discussed, is in mm-hmm. the middle of Bass Strait. Bass Strait is a particularly um, popular kayaking lane, right. so people will come down. It's also a particularly rough stretch of yeah. water, so. It's not unusual to go down to where I keep my powerboat moored on a little beach there and you'll see kayaks pulled up on the beach, you know, those big, mm. long ocean kayaks, you know, the ones that they use to cross oceans. And then you'll see some hollow-eyed, gaunt-looking blokes with little <laughs> scratchy little beards who have uh, either just, you know, spent seven days holed up on Deal Island <laughs> eating cat food um or, you know, they've had a more successful yeah. trip and it's only taken them four days to paddle down. But, you know, they, they love it, as you say. It's, a, it's certainly a test of, um, you know, will and endurance and all that sort of stuff. And some of them have a little sail on them even, yes. which, you know, I quite like that. You sort mm. of set sail and head down. But, you know, they're a breed. You're ocean kayaker. They're mm. a breed. Mm. And, and I'm not sure... That I will ever be there. Drew. An ocean kayak. No. Maybe you've had a flick from. Oh, your God, little kayak. Yeah, no, no. As sort I of say, I've got head. a couple of yeah. kayaks, and they're good. You know, they're yep. kind of fishing design. They're sit on yep. tops. What I would say is, wind is very, very yes. annoying in a um, sit on top kayak. You yep. know, be careful because it's. A lot of people go into uh, you know the big fishing stores and buy a sit-on-top kayak and paddle off out to sea. Mm. Be aware that wind will catch them and take them away, and make them inordinately difficult to paddle yeah, back. There yeah. are
0: safety issues yeah. that are probably worth touching on. But you'd be surprised, Luke, that I actually went
2: sit-on-top kayaking on Sunday.
0: You did. I did. I'm not believing a I word of it. No, I did. Okay. Took the kids down the river. We've got a kayak for them, kayak for us. Off I went.
2: And the kids had to say, Daddy, well, stop crying. <laughs> no, the <kids laughs> <had> to <laughs> say, Daddy, slow down. I'm starting to plan. The safety
0: issues, as you touched on, Nick, yep. people can just buy these without getting a boat license. Mm. You yep. can just walk into yep. any shop. I mean, hardware stores even these days are selling them. And you can basically, for a few hundred bucks, walk out with a kayak and a paddle and yeah, um, you have to have a light. It's, it's different from state to state, but, you, you know, mostly you're going to have to have a life jacket. And, yeah, away you go. Um and you can get yourself in a bit of trouble you can probably think that you're fitter than you actually are yeah and you can paddle out and then just remember you got to paddle back
1: yeah the the other big thing that i see that i physically see a lot on the bay or out offshore is if someone's in a kayak they become invisible very very quickly with the the slightest a bit of chop or or a bit of wave once they're below that it is you very hard to them, yeah. see them hard so to see people flag. Flags are a great idea. Yeah. Flags are great. And a little light. If you're going out early morning, make sure you've got some sort of light. But a flag is an absolutely great idea.
2: But they are good to fish out of. And, you know, recent sort of um, changes to the way, you know, it's the ones that you pedal. Oh, pedal power mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah, pedal power ones. You know, they're good. Hands free kind of. Yeah. So the worst thing I find about my kayak uh, and my kayak fishing experiences is you've got your paddle, which yep. generally speaking requires two hands to operate, then you've got your fishing rod, mm. which requires another hand to operate, yep. and the way the kayak blows around, either across the breeze or into the breeze, or whichever way it blows. Um, so keeping your kayak where you want it and fishing the area you want, you know, you're always a bit off kilter. That's my experience. So I think the pedal power ones yep. are probably good for that because obviously they free your hands up.
1: You're listening to Hookline and Sinker's Boat Shed with Luke McCredden, Andrew Hart and Nick Dygan. If you're enjoying the series, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Just hit five stars and tell us what you like about the series and why. You can get in touch with us and say good day on our Facebook page, Hookline and Sinker Australian Fishing Show.
0: So pedal power, all right. You like them sort of like you love them. Um, yeah, I do. I prefer I do. horsepower, to be honest, than pedal power. Yeah. And that's great because this next sector of the the yes. boating uh, world that we're going to be talking about, Nick, personal watercraft.
2: Mm. Oh. Jet skis. Uh, with a big capital B for boating. <laughs> no,
0: no, 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 no. No, no, that's where you're wrong. And that's what I'm going to prove to you this season on Hook, Line and sinky. because I've got a jet ski in the mail, a wave runner coming, a big cruiser. It's like a boat. It's like 13 foot long, three seats. Uh, yes, it goes 110 kilometers an hour and does donuts yes. and jumps and things.
2: If you haven't had the experience, and I know you can rent these sort of things mm. at you know, resorts and whatever else. But they're all Limited, have had the you know the guts and, yeah. taken out of them. If you ha- ever get the opportunity to get one of these big ones, a supercharged one that has a ridiculous they never put a horsepower number on them because no. it's too ridiculous. <laughs> yes. And it is literally all you can do to hold on to the thing as it accelerates away. Jet is a pretty good way of you know launching delivering it. Delivering power. Yeah, delivering yep. power. Yep. Uh, and the modern wave runners and personal watercrafts with their huge horsepower numbers are quite extraordinary. Let me just touch on this because, yes, you can be a
0: bogan on it. Yes, you can. You, you can go there and you, you, can can, be enormous, you can go around massive boats and swimmers and just yep. do donuts and make yep. an absolute yep. bogan of yourself. Yes, you can. Mm. But these days on these new modern personal watercraft, yeah. you can go – Boating, fishing, touring, and you know you're going to get home. So the, the you're big going to knock, break the mold, is that what you say? Yep, I'm going to break the mold. Okay. I'm not a bogan.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a bogan. And okay. it might be a midlife crisis that I'm having yep. getting this wave runner, yep. but I'm going to use it and use it a lot as a boat, as my everyday run around boat. Okay. So let me just touch on old the, the old style jet skis, yep. right? Yep. Everyone knows them. You know, they, you know, <laughs> old, yeah, they're <old>, yeah, loud, two <laughs> straight jet sales. Brilliant fun for doing <laughs> two donuts Followed by shotguns.
2: shotgun. Well ju- so. <laughs> that's what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. So
0: without fail, mm-hmm. they would blow up. Yep. You know, hundred hours on one of those things. And if it hadn't blown up by then you, you it was it was a time, time to bomb. move it on. It yep. was a time bomb time to move it on. some other poor person and they're gonna use it for the first time and it's gonna go bang. And that was all makes, um, but recently now we've got four strokes, we've got bigger, better engines, and so police and and uh, and rescue and and people are using these things, and they're putting three, four, five thousand hours on them, which is a lifetime. Yep, you know that's a lifetime of owning one of those things. So now all of a sudden they're reliable. As I said to you earlier, this this big FX cruise that I'm getting carries I think eighty litres of fuel. And it's quite fuel efficient. So all of a sudden, I've got a big range that I can go on as well. So I can go exploring to different islands. I can go fishing way offshore. So it's going to be a useful thing. It also has cruise control. So you don't have to go 110 kilometers everywhere. You can go... 20 knots. You can go 40 kilometers an hour everywhere and set the cruise control and just away you go.
2: Just sort of putter around. Is that what you're saying? Puttering you're around. just gonna putter around, you're I'm going to get gonna get this thing this. capable of ridiculous, extraordinary performance, and you're going to put about. I am going to use this to pull my craypot. Right. Well, that's new. That's a, uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's another. Um, no, imagine this. that's so, another uh, short branch of no, no. the evolutionary no, 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 no. tree.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to put my craypot in the water with the boat, right? Set it in somewhere, good. Yeah. Bait it up, You're good. Take yeah. my boat back, put my boat in the trailer, good. Yeah. Next morning, get yeah. up nice and early. Nice and early. Nice and early, because you've yeah. got to get up early, yeah. otherwise the crayfish crawl out of your pot. Yeah. Drop the wave runner in at my local beach, because yeah. you don't need to really a Wake ramp.
2: everybody up. No, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> 30
0: donuts. <laughs> and go and go and get my pot. I'm gonna be at my pot yep. in like two minutes. Yes. As opposed to faffing around, putting the boat in and having to go mm. through out past this channel and whatever else. I just I just bang, mm. straight out there. Pull my pot, get my crayfish out of my pot, like four of them, no, two of them. Put them in a in a bucket on my wave runner, which yep. I've got uh, built in, an esky. Oh yeah. And out of my esky I'll also pull my bait and rebait my pot, put my pot back down. Zip back home. I'm home before my wife's even woken up with two crayfish.
2: Do you know what that is, Luke? That's a, a flight of fancy. Um, but <laughs> what we have done is use uh, these craft in other fishing scenarios, Hardy, where they are very, very effective. You know, so that speed, that ability to get from point A to point yep. B, is very, very good when you're chasing, um, you know, fish that are up on the. On the yeah, pelagic fish. Yeah. So,
0: you know, we did it and caught long tuna up in Brisbane. And the, these long-tailed tuna, they sort of, they bust up, so they get up and they feed on bait and they splash about, and the way to catch them is to get over there as quickly as you can, cast a lure from a distance into the school of bubbling, busting up fish, wind as quickly as you can and you hook a fish every single time. But the problem is they're very spooky. They're, and, and they're so, sort
2: of famous for as soon as you get within casting distance in your boat, they go. down they go and they pop up, you know, 500 metres down the track.
0: Yes, but with the Wave Runner, uh, they didn't even know I was there because I was sitting along, sitting, sitting, sitting. Oh, there health, they are, 700 metres away, wide open throttle mode, I'm there in like six <laughs> seconds, cast in, bang, fish on.
2: Yes, it, uh, it does work particularly well for that. And I'll be interested to see how you go with your um, high-powered. It's going to uh, be good. I'm going to catch big churner off it. Yep.
0: Probably a swordfish, a lot of crayfish. Yes. And and then yeah. take the kids ski-biscuiting. Yeah. So this is they're brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant.
2: Brilliant. Um, not exactly human-powered. 0.6 of a horsepower no. doesn't do you much good in one of those. <laughs> More but like
0: 1,600 uh, horsepower.
2: I would think that at the other end of the scale to that, Drew, a way of getting on the water is something that we've recently come across and that's um, sailboats. Now, this is not the domain <laughs> of your bogan. This is your terry-toweling hat fellow and <laughs> the <laughs> socks are up and it's the You shorts. are quickly fitting in well. Oh, am I not? <laughs> but sailboats are a thing, Luke. And, mm. and they have been for centuries, millennia, sailboats. Uh, the wind is freely available. Most of the time, as a boat owner, as a powerboat owner, you curse the wind. Mm. Yes. With a sailboat, you welcome the wind. You want the wind. You crave the wind. And I was interested to learn, because I don't know much about yachting, but... A lot of yachtis are quite keen fishermen. I think there's probably a perception out there that um yachties just do yachting, mm. that they do sailing around the cans on a Wednesday evening and then they go back to the yacht club and Drink have the cans, have <laughs> have a few little um, pims <laughs> and whatever else and go home. <laughs> but I was interested to learn that a lot of yachtsmen, do tow a lure out the back of their yacht. And Hardy, for us, who have just bought a trailer sailor, which again is something very much out of fashion, but we think like grass skiing, we're going to bring it back. (laughs) Um, (laughs) A trailer sailor, for those who don't know what it is, is a yacht that goes on a trailer. So you talk about a compromise, a boat's been compromised. This is a heavily compromised boat because Mm. um, they don't make great sailboats and they don't make great powerboats, but... No. They can do both things. So I've only been on this boat once
0: so yep. far. You've been on a, a it three times. Yep.
2: Can you just take take us through launching it?
0: So it's on the trailer. Yep, it's on the trailer. Brilliant. You can tow it wherever you want to go.
2: Yes, you can. And it's not. A, a it's a twenty-five foot. foot boat, so that's a big trailer what boat. What sort of weight? Um, only um, let's say twelve hundred, I think, kilos. Okay. So maybe 1,400 1, kilos fully. Kitted out with stuff in it. So it's not ridiculous to tow. I did almost drop it on the highway because it hadn't been used for a while and the winch strap broke. Um, and fortunately, the safety chain saved it. It was um, mm. half a meter back on the trailer and would have ended up on the road on the maiden voyage. In so that's bits. in bits. Yep. Mm. That didn't happen. Launching it, not that difficult. you got to back it in a reasonable way to get it off, but not that difficult. We had some engine problems with our boat, so that was a bit problematic. It took three people to operate a small outboard engine. You had to have one person at all times pumping the fuel primer bulb in the line. You had to have another person on the tiller handle feathering the throttle just to keep the engine going. Mm. And then you had to have another person because the engine's actually in a locked off position on on the tiller rudder to steer the boat. So we had a couple of occasions where coming back into or leaving the marina and coming back in was problematic. Fan, fan. Fan, fan, fan. Get up in a fan. Panic. Yeah. Fetal position. <laughs> yes. You've neglected <clears throat> to say you've got to put the mast up. Oh, God. Yes. So this is a um, <laughs> in the ad uh, an operation which supposedly takes 60 seconds. Yeah. In the world of reality, it's a job which takes – an hour and a half to put the mast up and then connect up all the ropes and the things yeah, and, and the there's sails ropes and there's wires and there's yeah, ropes yeah. and there's, things and, there's, and there's yeah. things and the shackles and there's things
0: and you got to put the mast up and yeah. not drop it on your head otherwise yes, you die it would and then, kill you yeah. yeah
2: you're not selling it to me Nick um, no but once you do all that Luke and you're in the water um, and there's just a, a wafting breeze coming over your left shoulder and you pop the sails up and you feel the power mm. fill the sails and away you go in uh, in silence. Just breathtaking. <laughs> um, as long as the tide's going the right way, you will make ground. You know, ours are relatively small yachts. Obviously, people have big yachts and they're capable of yeah, going you I know, like big crossing yacht. continents. I uh, like big yachts. You like big Brilliant. yachts? Brilliant. Super a day on a yacht, no, yeah. not a super yacht,
0: you know, a big sailing yacht or a big, yeah, in a particular, super yacht. a big sailing cat. Yes. We've done some bear boat charters up in the Sundays on a 40-foot sailing cat yes. and I like that. Yeah. That's a good boat. Right. A great boat.
2: So it's a sailboat? Yeah. Yeah. You just put the sails up. Yeah. And away you go. What about a sailboat as a fishing platform? Because I used ours as a fishing platform the other day yeah. and found it to be awkward awkward from the probably pers- because it's small yeah well it's yeah Well, 25 foot it's 25 feet it's too small yeah right okay um <laughs> yes awkward not really designed for it it's not a it's not a boat that was you know designed with fishing in mind so no. anchoring is difficult putting in the right spot you run out of water because the keel's down and all that sort of stuff so if you're a Fishing yachtsmen. Yes, um, you know. I think there are things you could do. You could accessorize your yacht to make well, it better. Well, you could put
0: rod holders on to yep. start with, so you can always be towing a lure. Yep, that's what we did in the Witch Sundays with that one. We towed a lure, and caught a marlin. Did you really? Just Out of to a yacht, a blow my own trumpet there. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, well done. Yeah, caught a marlin. Any anyway. Yeah. yeah um, what else could you do? You could. You could have. I mean, what it needs is probably like a bait board, even like an and Yeah, a, and a,
2: some rod holders, a wash down pump, and a bait board.
1: Yeah, that and away you go. Better. And you yeah. can fish off
0: it. You could fish off it. Oh, you no can put the sails
1: down and drift and yep. catch flathead or something. Is yep. it decked out with the electronics that we've spoken look, about in this series? It's got a, um,
2: it's got a depth sounder, a it's fish got auto finder. Autopilot. It has got autopilot. Which um, you know it was a little tiller steer autopilot, which worked beautifully well. I quite enjoyed that part.
1: So I guess the point there is yep. that with yachts and sailboats, you yep. can go back into the previous episode where we were fitting out a boat and yep. look at those same oh, scenarios. Of course,
2: of course. Mm. and you know um, what you're not doing is uh, burning mountains of fossil fuels. You're just no, sailing. You're, doing you good good for with,
0: the, you're saving the world. You
2: are, and it is. There is something quite enjoyable about sailing around. Coming back to the marina terrible frightening (laughs) particularly without an engine it's just a not even a particularly controlled crash it's just crashing And if you're interested, you know, you don't necessarily need to buy this yacht like we have done. Uh, Hardy, you touched on it. You know, bare boating, which is another way to go boating without necessarily buying any kind of boat. You can, you know, bear boat hire a yacht or a powerboat or whatever you like. Really. Yeah, you can.
0: Um, just sort of Google it. There's sort of – there's even trailer boats now that you can yeah, um, self-drive. Yeah. I think you just need a boating licence. And it's yeah. not a bad option because if it's someone else's boat, you don't have to worry about maintaining it. You don't have to worry about storing it. Mm. Uh, you just go off and use it. So bear boating is actually a very good option.
1: Uh, yeah, and it's know. a good way to work out whether or not you actually like it. Yep. And there are, you're right, there are a lot of high boat companies, I suppose, and a lot of them are just, a lot of them are attached to, you know, a local tackle store and you can go in and and find out what's available. A lot of the time there's a little tinny if it's around a a closed bay or a lake or something like that. Great way to get out on the water.
2: We were up at the very tip of Cape York not that long ago and the tackle shop up there, he's got three Mm. big boats, you know, so if you drive your caravan to the tip of Cape York, hire the bloke's boat and, Mm. you know, all of a sudden you're fishing in some of the most remote fishiest waters in the country, awesome way to go fishing. Yeah. you don't have to worry about dragging it up there or dragging it back good, good or point. breaking it killing it you know so in, in most situations um, high boats are going to be found in reasonably good boating locations you know the wit sundays is uh, is pretty famous for that
0: yeah and that boat we were on was you know a, a 45 foot cat that would be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars in the wit sundays yeah yes.
2: and you know, it cost Andrew us. was in the marina telling everybody it was his. No, it wasn't. <laughs> what I'm saying is it actually
0: works out better from a, from a money point of view because I don't own it. I don't have to pay for it. I don't have to put new sales on it. Yep. I can just go out there and use it for 10 days a year and uh, it's a lot cheaper than owning it.
1: You know what else you can hire? A
0: houseboat. You'll have oh, that time live yeah. your life See, on a, that's houseboat. a
2: That's a funny place to be, isn't it? The houseboat. <laughs> Um, We've had
0: some big nights on a house. Yes, they do lend
2: themselves. They lend themselves very, very nicely to a celebratory evening, don't they? Well, because like yachts, they go quite slow. Really slow. And there's not much to do. So um, you
0: get a little bit bored,
2: and again, you know, hire houseboats are in some fabulous locations. Corroboree Billabong in the Northern Territory, just you know, an hour and a half yeah, that was good. Uh, east of Darwin, and there there are houseboats that you can hire on Corroboree. They're pretty rudimentary, mm-hmm. um, but you know, you're in there with all the crocodiles and whatever else, and the mosquitoes eating, having your barbecue like Ilden. Yes, have you ever been oh to Lake Ilden?
1: Oh yeah,
0: it is. Well, I'd never been there up until a few years ago. You drive down over the hill, there's the lake, and there is a marina, a city of houseboats, you know.
2: Seven hundred and fifty houseboats yeah. on Lake Yildon. And Seven hundred and fifty massive ones. They're all sort of are, triple deckers.
0: Yeah. They're like million dollar houseboats. Yes. They've all got a wakeboarding boat and a jet ski attached and uh yeah, so you can start uh at the bottom with houseboats
2: yep. and work your way up. Yes, you really can. <laughs> um, you know, the Murray River, we've done houseboating on the Murray River. Again, highly recommend that. You go through all the little locks and things. Very, yep. very entertaining. Tough to catch a fish there, but, you know, the odd one.
1: Well, I think we've covered everything there that is non-power boat in terms of what we've spoken what about, about throughout the series. What about those
0: bicycles that you've the, the big <laughs> yeah, bikes, big yeah, giant the wheels. wheels. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> we didn't cover those. No, Perfect
2: human-powered
1: so, vehicle vessel. You or, know,
2: if a human is delivering uh, one-sixth of one horsepower. One of those paddle bikes yeah. is translating, I reckon, about one-sixth of one-sixth of a horsepower <laughs> into actual drive because have you ever been on one of those yeah, things? I have. Yeah, no, they I have. are the worst. Yeah, they don't know, really steer. No. So there's a place, you know, down the road here where they've got the paddle boats, you know, the pedalos. Yeah, yeah. The little ones. The, like the little dodgem cars. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, the, with the a little um, paddle wheel at the front. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Yeah. You can you can cross the pond in one of those. Yeah. So you do that. That's quite yep. good. Oh, we'll get one of those bikes. That'll be fun. No, you just blow into the willows. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible.
1: Yeah, 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 but there there's other human-powered options that we've spoken about, which are good kayaks, and then into the more powerful things, Andrew, of personal watercraft. Looking forward to my journey in the personal watercraft yeah. space. Can't wait to hear about it. I'm sure there'll I'll be tell some about good ad- adventures. Um, but and then obviously, sail, wind power as well as oh, another. Oh,
2: and look on the horizon, Luke. Electric power is coming. Boats lend themselves, apparently. To, uh, to hydrogen
0: be. power. What about hydrogen power? Yes,
2: yeah. uh, you need a big no smoking sign uh, on your hydrogen powered boat. <laughs> sure. But um, yeah, so I think that there's a there is a lot of work being done in that space, electric and hydrogen, and all sorts of things in you know in that area. Renewables, as they're
1: known. Well, speaking of work. It's time to get to work because in the next episode of Hookline and Sinker's Boat Shed, uh, it's time to get the hands dirty. We're going into project boats.
2: Yes, we are. Uh, the do's and the don'ts. Mostly, probably the don'ts.
1: <laughs> Hookline and Sinker is presented by Nick Dygan, Andrew Hart and Luke McCradden. Produced by Dave Zvalenski. Audio production by Darcy Thompson.